Recovery Sort Of is a podcast where we discuss recovery topics from the perspective of people living in long-term recovery. This podcast does not intend to represent the views of any particular group, organization, or fellowship. The attitudes expressed are solely the opinion of its contributors. Be advised, there may be strong language or topics of an adult nature. Welcome back to Recovery Sort Of Podcast. I'm Jason, a guy who is trying to rise from some ashes. And I'm Billy, a person in long-term recovery. I'm Jenny, and I'm also a person in long-term recovery. And today we have Mark from the Phoenix. Thank you. Glad to be here, Jenny. I'm so glad you could come. Um, So the Phoenix is this uh, program. It's national. Mark's going to tell us about it. But it's a exercise, fitness community for people in recovery and it has an app, and I've done it, and it's really fun and cool. I'm going to let Mark talk about it, but first, Mark, tell us about you. Can, can you give us, you know, your story up until this point? Like, you know, like, tell us about yourself. <laughs> sure. So uh, I'm a lifelong resident of Cecil County. I was born and raised in Elkton, and, um, you know, I am in recovery as well. Uh I've been sober for almost eight years. Congratulations. Congratulations. So July 6, 2015 is um, the day I gained my freedom. Mm-hmm. So, That's awesome. Um, I, uh, I went to Elkton High School. Um, you know, I would say that I was a teenage alcoholic, and a lot of my friends were. Um, started, you know, as a freshman getting to go to parties with upperclassmen and doing all the things and experimenting with all the things and learning that there were, you know, girls we could chase. And, <laughs> and the next good time was only right around the corner. And, uh, you know, just, I, I think that's where, you know, my, uh, drinking started. And, um, I, I didn't, um, I was married young. I got married at 21 and, uh, I didn't drink a whole lot in my 20s, but in my 30s, I really poured it on. Um, I think a lot of that was due to, um, you know, losing family members that were really dear to me, uh, not dealing with things the way I should have, um, and just kind of spiraled on me. Um, You know, and as I look back now, I think I was just unhappy with a lot of things in my life. And, uh, you know, I was doing all the things that go along with alcoholism. You know, so all the bad behaviors, all the dabbling and other things. And, uh, you know, I realized that at some point you're just not being who you really were meant to be. And, and the decisions you're making are not uh, in line with who your true character is and who you are at your core. Um, and, you know, I remember as far as my drinking was concerned, just starting to feel health ailments um, just tired all the time, grumpy, moody, not being able to be the father, you know, that I wanted to be for my kids. Um, still very engaged in their, in their lives and active in their lives, but just the quality wasn't there. You know, I felt like crap all the time until I got the next drink. And, um, I started thinking to myself, this is not what I want to show them. And I, I quit for six months. And then went right back into drinking and probably went back three times as hard as I ever did. Yeah. And 
continued to tell everyone else that I knew I was okay. I didn't have a problem. I got this under control, right? That's what we, (laughs) that's our excuse, right? We always say that. And then, um, you know, finally, after a turn of some events of me just making more poor choices, um, my family had an intervention with me. The, the ironic thing is that I was ready as soon as, I mean, it was like, yeah, you're right. It's time. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, you know, a couple of things that I noticed were under one of my ribs, I just felt like I had a, like a small balloon that was constantly just inflated slightly, right. which was probably my liver inflamed, oh, wow. um, is my guess. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but, um, you know, heartburn constantly, um, couldn't sleep because of reflux, um, you know, and then just all the mental things that go with it. And the, mm-hmm. like I said, the misery, the, the grumpiness, uh, being tired. And, um, you know, I was always someone that was in pretty decent shape my entire life. Did a lot of weightlifting in my 20s and things like that. And um, I was getting out of shape, gaining weight, um, just overall feeling horrible. Wasn't um, as effective at my job as I wanted to be. And, um, you know, I said it's time to make a change. And uh, I went to, to a couple of AA meetings and I had an absolutely horrible experience there. <laughs> um, you know, God bless the person that was trying to help me, but they were just not the right person for me to interact with. Um, and, you know, some, some bad things kind of happened from that as far as um, digging too deep into my personal life um, and being very overreaching and controlling mm-hmm. and it kind of scared me away, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow I still say, stayed sober. Um, you know, I drop into meetings here and there. I've reached out. The first thing I did was I built a community. So I had, um, friends from high school and, and friends that I knew in the community that were sober and had been through some pretty bad things. Um, and I reached out to them and I, how did you know to do that? Like without, and, and can I even ask another question before you answer that? <laughs> yeah. one? Like where you said these people were sober and had been through things like people who used to have a problem yes. with substance. Okay. Yes. Just wanted to clarify. So, um, you know, I, I have a friend in Elkton, um, his, his name's Matt. He's very open about his, his journey. Um, and he speaks to, um, you know, recovery groups and people in centers, um, mm-hmm. And he, he drank himself to the, to needing a liver transplant, Jeez. you know, um, he was on death's door. And yeah. I know Matt. I didn't know that about yeah, him. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, he, um, I reached out to him. He was one of the folks that I reached out to. Um, you know, another good friend of mine, David, um, I reached out to him, um, and just, you know, several other people. Um, but. You know, I, I knew them. And I just started to build stronger bonds with them and say, if I need you, can I run things by you? And, uh, you know, if I want to if I want to find an activity to do that doesn't involve drinking and just hanging out with somebody, you know, are you up for that? And, you know, folks like that were. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that really helped me early on. Um, and I got right back in the gym you know, within a year. Um, one of the biggest things that inspired me was 
you know, once I was sober for a while, I, I started looking at my bank account and I was like, wow, I have all this money. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I guess when you're not blowing $150 a night in a bar, you, you know, Amazing. you have, yeah. you have plenty of money and you know, 150 then would probably be two, 250 or 300 now, you know? Right. Um, so I wanted to, to, fulfill a dream that I had and that was to go on um a hunt in the Rocky Mountains you know um or a group of the Rocky Mountains right so I went to Montana and I did an elk hunt and um I knew it was going to be very physical um so I went to DB4 Fitness um my friend Jason Yates uh I think you know him don't you um mm -hmm. he, he's from Chesapeake City but okay. anyway he, uh Jason he got sober about a year after me. And, uh, anyway, he, he said, Hey, I've been going to this great gym and, uh, you should probably try it out. It's this thing called CrossFit. You ever done it? And I said, no, I've never even heard of it. He's like, just come check it out. You know? So I went into uh, DB4 fitness and, uh, you know, I did a class and, um, you know, if, if people are unaware, CrossFit is, an hour long session, you come in, you do a warm up, you do a, a workout that's really intense. Um, and then you get out of there, right? So it's an hour long from, from start to finish. So I tried it and, you know, I remember walking through the door and thinking, wow, are these people going to, are they going to know <laughs> what I am, you know? And no one knew. And, um, you know, it kind of stuck and everybody was great. And I was like, wow, I have a community here, you know, after just a few sessions. And then I was there for a few months um, before someone finally said, hey, I heard you're in recovery. You're getting sober. And they were like, I think that's awesome. And they just turned around and walked away, <laughs> you know. And uh, I was like, hmm, that's, you know, that makes me feel really good. Right. So, uh kind of stuck it out there um you know that place was very near and dear to me um and then my friend uh chelsea she came through the doors one day and um you know i remember seeing chelsea come in and she was scared to death and uh chelsea ended up becoming probably one of the most talented athletes we had as far as skills with a barbell or a jump rope or um, even determination to pick up something new and she lost I forget like just a ton of weight um, complete transformation mentally as well right like her confidence level was, went through the roof mine was doing the same thing you know and uh Chelsea then moved back to, um, I think she's, I can't remember. She's in Alabama. Or Miss, anyway, she's Alabama, or Mississippi. She's down, down South. I'm pretty sure she's in Alabama. And, um, she, you know, she got another job with a recovery center down there. And then not long after that, she said, Hey, I'm, uh, I got a new job with this place called the Phoenix. And she said it, it, they actually uh, have an affiliation with uh, CrossFit. And I said, really? You know, tell me more about that. 
So uh, Chelsea said, you know, hey, it's this uh, sober, active community. Um, and, you know, we just we need people to volunteer to to coach and offer opportunities for other folks in recovery or, you know, or attempting to be in recovery. Um, and all you need is 48 hours of sobriety to take a class or to, to participate in the activity. And I, I mean, I, I didn't even think twice about it. I said, I want to do this, you know. And I went to our gym owner, Dave Blankenship, and I said, Dave, you heard about what? I mean, I was like pretty fired up. I said, Dave, you heard about this thing Chelsea's doing? You know my story. I want to do this. What do you think? And he just said, let's go for it. No questions. Just let's do it. So, um, you know, I, I talked with Chelsea and she got me, uh, in touch with this guy, uh, Chris Bellina, who, um, uh, you know, works with the Phoenix and they, uh, they got us set up, they got us oriented and, and, uh, you know, we started scheduling classes. How long ago was that? Um, just a little over a year. Okay. Yeah. So, cause here's how I first heard about the Phoenix. So Mm -hmm. in my weekly recovery meeting, my recovery Dharma meeting, some people started going and sorry. So it was our mutual friend, Jen. And all she talked about was how fun it was. She's like, Oh, you got to come. She was like, we got to do the Phoenix. It was on Sundays then. And, um, and then I would encounter other people like, uh, through volunteering at voices. And they're like, Oh, it's so much fun. The Phoenix is so much fun. And, um, I guess it was about a year ago. So right away you started it. People started going and they loved it. It was, it was CrossFit. Um, but there's other stuff in the Phoenix too. I guess I'll let you get into that. (laughs) It's not just CrossFit. Yeah. I know we're getting way ahead of us with like the particulars of the little things, but I found it fascinating that it only takes 48 hours, uh, as the requirement to exercise. I would think like, I'm just picturing back like my third day of detox and I was not ready for a CrossFit. (laughs) Like that might've killed me in that moment. That's kind of fascinating. So, uh, a guy named Scott Strode, who I don't know, but um, he's he and a core group of people are the ones that uh, founded the nonprofit Phoenix, mm-hmm. and he, um, you know, he he's you know in recovery. Um, I think it's like twenty five years right now, but he started uh, ice climbing, um, and he said he got this intense feeling of success and accomplishment Hmm. and that was the reason that he wanted to do this because he said i want others to feel that and for me you know i know that you know not just crossfit but crossfit and other things have really helped me in my recovery but you know the thing about crossfit is that um the workouts are really intense and they require mental toughness just as much, if not more than physical capabilities. Right. Uh, because we can design a workout that anyone can do. So there's so much intimidation about the sport because people were like, I can't come in there and throw 200 pounds all over the place. And I can't jump up that high on that box and I can't climb that rope and I can't do this or that. Well, a lot of people can't, you know, but we have what we call options, you know, for them to do. They're scaled options. Mm-hmm. Um, and we make it so that everyone can perform something, you know, and the concept is just to, to move and try to be better. 
and uh, the the accomplishment that I got through that and you know you're you're doing something that's really intense and your heart rate's getting high and you're sweating and just like everyday life you know your brain starts to tell you these stories you know you need to stop you can't breathe you can't do this anymore and the more and more you subject yourself to that the better it you know it, it makes you it makes you a tougher person mentally mm. um, and then you get the physical benefits of, of being healthy um, but to me the mental aspect is so much more important um, so the phoenix is just you know it's not just crossfit though there are it's it's just a sober active community so there may be hikes there may be yoga all different kinds of things, right? Mm -hmm. It's just the concept is to get people moving and doing something that makes them feel better about themselves. I, I don't want to come across as somebody who's like negative about this idea. I think it's an amazing idea, sure. I guess, just talking through some of the things that pop out to me. Um, I imagine it would have to be a really fine line to try to walk with people with the, the thing you're talking about, right? And uh, I guess it's kind of on my mind. Our next recording is on perseverance. So thinking about what you were just talking about and like, for a group of people who, in in my understanding at least, um, <clears throat> were very hurt and, and we tend to skew towards like negative self-views and, and like eh, kind of being hard on ourselves, beating ourselves, over-pressuring yeah. ourselves, to walk that fine line between like this is the healthy side of that line and, and this is perseverance and like getting stronger versus just beating the shit out of ourselves and like hurting ourselves and, mm -hmm. and, you know, pushing it to too far. I imagine that's gotta be a tricky thing for people in that, that world to navigate. And, and maybe how do you as a coach or, or the instructor or facilitator in that environment kind of help guide that line? So, you know, when I, when I design these workouts for, for people, um, initially I did get some feedback that, Hey, you're, you're, you're a little too hard on us. And I, <laughs> and I had already had it kind of pulled way back. Right. right. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so one of the things I did was I adjusted and just made multiple options for workouts, depending mm -hmm. on what the movements were and really, really pulled them back to make them much more simple and just, you know, stick with the concept of just get moving a little bit. Right. Um, it, you, that's, you bring up a great point though. Right. So I know for me as a male who had an abu a substance abuse problem. Um, and now that I've been in recovery for a while and, you know, I, I always say that there's a difference between being, being sober and being in recovery. Mm -hmm. And the more that I've worked on the core of the problem and started to realize some of the things that got me where I was, you know, a lot of that's ego driven. Mm -hmm. Um, and ego is something that, you know, when we get, when we come to the gym, for example, even me now as, as, you know, an athlete that's been doing CrossFit for seven years, um, I have to check my ego, mm -hmm. right? Cause I have to keep myself from getting hurt too. Mm -hmm. You know, I have my own limits that I have to not push and say, Hey, you're 45, you're not 25. Um, don't be a jerk and put too much weight on the bar or <laughs> don't do that movement without doing a proper warm up beforehand, right. you know? Um, so when I see people come in the doors and, um, you know, number one, most of the time they're scared. Um, and then number two, I want them to have a good experience, you know? So 
I try, you know, my goal, I don't know how well I do with this, but my goal is just to have a good atmosphere for them and just to get them sweating a little bit, just mm-hmm. get them moving, take their mind off of whatever's going on, right? There could be a multitude of things that are bothering them that day. Um, and I've actually seen some folks that don't have a lot of recovery time at all. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very early or... I've had a few folks come in and out and they've disappeared and like, yeah, heard that they relapsed and, you know, and then they show back up and, um, you know, for me, the goal is just get them moving and keep them safe. You know, don't, we don't pull out the barbell a lot in, in Phoenix workouts. Um, and I, I keep it very limited to what I expose the group to, um, so that it is positive and no one gets injured, Hmm. you know? The first class I went to was a barbell class. Yeah. It's the only time I've been to a class where they had a barbell and I couldn't even lift it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get one of the kitty ones. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. actually thinking the the tiered idea of having like the multiple options for people is yeah. almost in my mind, at least, that increases the mental toughness for people because it puts it on them. Like, are you going to choose that harder workout or are you going to stay on this one you've been doing for 10 weeks, right? Like, it's almost kind of gives them the safe boundary of where to explore for themselves. I yeah. like that. Yeah, and you find that at least I've seen people get motivated by different things. So like me, I'm a person that's like if I, and maybe this comes over time with recovery, like I've built up some resilience. So if I try to do something and fall a little short, I don't just like give up and walk away. I mean, like, oh, I can't do that. Like I sort of, I, I, I don't know if it's healthy or not, but I like, Say, I'll say talk down to myself, like, come on, yeah. quit being a wimp. You got to go <laughs> yeah. for it. Like, let's go. You can't just give up now. Like, yeah. And I'm okay with pushing myself in that way, but not everyone's able to do that or motivated in that same way. So if I were like to say that to, like, let's say, my wife or my kid, probably wouldn't resonate as well with them, <laughs> you know, as it does with myself. That's, so. that's probably a key indicator. It's not good for you either. But <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Yeah. That might be the other side of the line I was talking about. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think you hit on a key word, though, for people in recovery, and that is positive self-talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've spent a lot of time in therapy over the past few years, and 
I think I've would say that I'm further now in that window in recovery than I ever was. Um, and positive self-talk was huge and not being so hard on myself and allowing myself to fail um, and say that that happens and it's okay, you know, um, is, is really important. I like to call it self-compassion, but same idea. Yeah. Positive <laughs> self-talk, you know, yeah. the, these messages of like, just realizing more and more how much pretty much basically if I catch myself thinking I'm pressuring myself in some way shape or form to be better somehow or figure out something or get it right and and a lot of times if I really look close at that I'm trying to figure out some shit that is impossible to know yeah right oh well what's the best decision for me to make right now that in 10 years is still going to be the best decision and not have any drawbacks along the way right like it's it's just crazy how much I do that and, and the recognition and the ability to give myself that, that self-talk of like, Hey, you don't have to know that cause nobody can fucking know that. And it's all right. You and know? I think that's, you know, that's what sometimes a workout can show us. Mm. I just have to get through the next so many minutes right. or so many reps, whatever, you know, however, only this many sets however left. it's, yeah, however <laughs> it's written, right. You know, sometimes we I write a workout for this number of total repetitions. You just get the work done. Or it's this many minutes and do as many in that in those minutes as you can. Um, and, you know, that mental mindset of I just have to get through this amount of time or this amount of reps is just, it's, you know, it's very to me, it's very relative to I just have to stay sober. Mm-hmm. I got to get through this next hour of this situation right. without, you know, taking a drink or, or, you know, using a substance or doing whatever it may be. Um, so it's very relative for me, and it, it, it has been for a while. You know, I didn't make the connection at first. but mm. And not to get off the topic of Phoenix here and just go totally with the working out, but it makes me think of like what Billy just said about the idea of what works for him and it might not work for others. And thinking about generally what has worked for me in my life, my father was always big on like do the thing you don't want to do most first, right? Yeah. Knock the yucky shit out of the way, basically, yeah. with food, with anything. Yeah. And so generally in the gym, especially on a goddamn leg day, right? Get the squats <laughs> out the way first, like do the yeah. hard stuff. But there have been days in the times I've worked out, and not many, but there's days I go in and squats end up working better last for me that day, yeah. right? So even I need to pay attention and deviate to my own self, you know, when things just feel a little different that day. It's okay. And a lot of times in my life, I haven't had the understanding that it's okay to deviate, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it's got to look this way. It's got to be here. It's got to go that direction um, to get us back to the Phoenix recovery. So you say they have, you know, more than just CrossFit. It's hiking, it's yoga. Like, yeah. would you say it's mostly CrossFit still at this point or is, is it branching out pretty well? Um, it- it it's, it just depends on where you are, mm-hmm. right? Um, so in this area, we have two CrossFit gyms that offer the Phoenix right now. Okay. Um, so I brought the Phoenix to Maryland first uh, okay. at DB4 Fitness. Uh, DB4 Fitness has since closed, um, and you know I've transferred to CrossFit Equity, mm-hmm. which is in the same industrial park, uh, and you know the owner there, uh, Barrick and his wife, Krista, they were, didn't even question. I said, Hey, can I, would you mind if I brought this program? Would you be willing to, to support me in that? No ifs, ands, or buts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just an immediate answer. So, um, we've had a couple classes there so far. Uh, the folks from CrossFit Petrum in Middletown, uh, they came to a couple of classes, you know, a few months back 
and um, they started the Phoenix in in Middletown there. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have that option. And actually, Chelsea and I have uh, a couple of gyms on our our list to to drop in to uh, you know to get that going. And recently, uh, your friend Caroline, yeah, she she signed up as a volunteer. Um, and Caroline she got, from the show, you guys. Know yeah, Caroline. <laughs> she uh, she got oriented as a volunteer, and uh, she wants to start doing some hikes and other things like that. So, again, it's not just about CrossFit; it's about um, activities, right? So, um, the biggest thing is that the activity needs to be deemed safe. Hmm. Uh, you know, so um, they don't want you going to a shooting range <laughs> or things like that. But you know. Um, hiking cycling um just do an event at the park you know Mm -hmm. what i mean get people together and and i saw rowing on the app rowing yeah there are so many different things um i was thinking of trying to get the movement and shooting like hey look mark go down run behind the targets real quick while we're all practicing that's our movement you know (laughs) but um you know and they want the environment to be not not just physically but also emotionally safe Mm -hmm. right and um depending on where you are in in the country and now it's uh the phoenix has actually gone international i don't recall which countries it's in but um it has gone international now so uh but depending on where you are in the united states or you know overseas wherever um uh, they have it you use the app called the phoenix and um you just you pull the app up and it gives you activities that are within so many mile radius of you uh, and there are all kinds of things to choose from and you just sign up and, uh, you know, just, just show up. It's free. And yeah. now we got to pick on the website and the app, unfortunately, a little bit, which I know isn't your fault, Mark. Um, but I was trying to look this up this morning. And when I go on the Phoenix website, um, unfortunately, right now, I guess it's having some technical difficulties. When you click on Maryland or Delaware, it mm-hmm. doesn't show any available classes. But then when you search by location, Delaware's will come up, but Maryland's don't. So I, I don't know how to... I, so I don't have one active right now. Gotcha. That might yeah. be why Maryland's yep. not coming. I'm getting ready to put another one in. Okay. Uh, and I mainly do them week to week to week as I schedule because gotcha. based on my availability. Right, so, right. That makes um, sense. But I try to keep them every other Tuesday at 730. Right. So, yeah, um, the apps, the, the classes will show up. They're within a radius. And you you just click on it, register, and, you know. And attend. It's that simple. And all it takes to, to get in the door is 48 hours of sobriety. Hmm. So that's the cost. Do you find that some of these are in like, I don't want to say normal gyms, but the more typical gym with, with the weights and the weight machines and everything, or are they more kind of out of those gyms and more in the CrossFit gyms and hiking? There are a spaces? lot There are a lot of CrossFit spaces that do this. Okay. Yeah. Is there well, a- I imagine CrossFit seems to be... I don't know a better way to say this like easier to like organize a class like if you think of people going in uh, you're not going to have like 10 bench press right yeah. everybody do bench you, presses everybody, right, right now everybody yeah. can do bench press so if you're having a group or a class yeah. I imagine CrossFit sense. just fits that yeah. better because you have an organized instructed class well and CrossFit is focused on functional fitness the the concept of CrossFit the the reason that um, CrossFit was, you know, kind of invented, if you would, I don't know what you would say, um, because it's still a lot of movements that are used in other sports, but, uh, the theory behind it was to promote fitness and health, mm. 
you know, it wasn't really about getting giant muscles or any of that. It was just to promote fitness and health. And, um, there are so many functional movements that we teach and there's such a variety of things. It's not only, um, you know, physical and, and, you know, used for training, but it's, it literally is fun. There are a lot of things we do that are fun, Hmm. you know, um, I definitely think the variety is one of the strengths because yeah. I've gone to, I don't know, maybe like six classes and um, we I don't know that we've done many things twice. And yeah. so that's what keeps it fun and um, challenging. And I'm learning so much. Like I didn't know how to use that. Like those big giant heavy bags, you like lift it up and throw it over your shoulder. Like yeah. that exercise, I'd never done that before. Yeah. So now I know that's an exercise. Yeah. And, and um, resistance bands, like I had heard of them or seen them. Now I know how to use them. Yeah. You know, like I know a couple moves to do at home. Um, so the education part of how to work out, because I've belonged to the Y for a couple of years now, but I have like barely stepped foot in the weight room because I'm like, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. But now I feel a little more confident. Like I know what to do with these dumbbells and yeah. such. So and, and the sandbag, right? Mm-hmm. Think about how you can apply that in real life. That's why it's called functional fitness. You go to Walmart, you have a big bag of dog food you need to take home. <laughs> you know, seriously, yeah. you, you you go through the movie, you squat yeah. down, you get yourself in a good position yeah. safely, you know, and then you get that thing up on your shoulder and carry it to the car. You know, that's, that's a great example. Thank you. Because when you said functional fitness earlier, I wasn't actually sure what that <laughs> meant. Now I yeah. get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was reading through my news feed the other morning and there was a news article that was talking about like, you know, for people who work out, moves you definitely want to do as you get older in life and you want to keep your movement, you know, able to get up off the floor and stuff like that if you get down there to play with your grandkids. And, like, for the first time in my life, I was like, I actually kind of want to read this and learn this. <laughs> Never cared before, but, yeah, maybe I do want to be able to get up off Absolutely. the floor. Maybe that's important instead of just squatting stuff. And yeah. It was funny. So walk us through, Mark, if you don't mind, what it would be like uh, if, if you heard this episode and you said, man, I want to try this out. And you, you know, went to a typical um, Phoenix event. What, what would that be like? What are you going to expect? So we run uh, a standard format, right? Um, everyone's going to show up. We're going to get together in the beginning of the class and we're going to go over um, the, the rules of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. um, which... You know, they're pretty simple, just um, safety, community, um, recovery, you know, those kinds of things, Um, how to behave, just, you know, like I say, pretty simple. Um, And then we'll do, we always do an icebreaker question, right? Um, And sometimes I choose to make it deep um, and other times I choose to just make it fun, right? You know, um, like, you know. Regular or double stuffed Oreos, you know, something, <laughs> something that simple, you know, or it may be a, a question that, you know, I want to challenge people to really reflect in the moment if they can. Um, but that's, you know, the, the, the thought behind that is just to get people's minds working so that they're not worried about, man, I'm here and I got to do all this stuff in front of all these people. And, you know, then we'll, uh, we'll go onto the floor and uh, gather the equipment we need Um uh, you know, like I said, I'll have the workout written. I'll go over that. We'll grab the equipment we need and we'll do a, a work or a warm up, excuse me, as a group. Um, and I'll go through different warm up movements that just get our blood flowing, get our muscles in a, in a, you know, in a state that they're ready to actually do some work. And then I'll do some instructional things to show the movements that we're doing and break the movements down um, and, and show them 
hey, this is a progression. So if the ultimate goal is we want to get to this full movement, but there are three steps that it takes to get to it. And if you can't get all the way there, then just stop at step one or two, right? right. Um, and do that for the workout, or we'll give you something totally different to do. And then we do uh, the workout. Well, we take a break, you know, so everyone can use the potty or whatever they need to do. And then we go through the workout and then we clean up together, do a little stretching and we get a picture of everyone uh, holding the Phoenix banner and we're out of there. So, you know, it's an, it's an hour. Um, a picture every class? A yeah. A picture every class? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess it's not an anonymous program. No. Yeah. No. Um, you said that people take their potty breaks. I was thinking they're getting their cigarettes in. These are recovery <laughs> people. No, that is, uh, so we don't, we don't allow, um, uh, tobacco or e-cigarettes uh, to be used during the, the workouts Interesting. So, or on the grounds. That's one of the rules of the Phoenix. Huh. Wow, yeah. that's actually really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and when we do the picture, we tell people you don't have to be in it if you don't want to. But, right. uh, you know, it's just, again, it's trying to build a community and trying to get people engaged. And, and uh, you know, I, I think they're, they're a lot of fun. I, you know, I don't know how you feel, Jenny, but I think coming back. It's I good. think the majority of the people once I tell everyone, get your ass across the threshold and mm-hmm. let the magic happen after that. Right. Right. So if you can get through the door, then that, that's the hardest part. Right. Just get through the door, you know, mm-hmm. um, because once you're there, I think everybody realizes that um, it's all positive. Like I haven't, I haven't seen anything where anyone's had a meltdown or. No, you warn about that in your opening. I'm like, wait, is somebody gonna? What's gonna happen here? Like, yeah. I'm, I don't know if these CrossFit people go nuts. You know, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Waiting yeah, and Just you know, wait. they will. <laughs> um, my experience has been it's, and it's no different really than a typical CrossFit class where new people show up and they're scared to death and they're intimidated. Right. And then they go, wow, I love this. This is so great. And I think the biggest reason they like it is because we're not at, this is not a knock against Planet Fitness, but we're not at a Globo gym, they call them, with our earbuds in, ignoring everyone, doing our, there's all these people and you're not interacting with anyone, right? Mm -hmm. We come in, we're all talking, we put good music on, we might stop and sing, (laughs) you know, during the workout or whatever, and it's just really upbeat and it's a community feel. And it's know? funny that you said that. We just had that conversation before this. That that's what I go to in the mornings. And I'm like, yeah, I put my headphones on and I'm in my own. And that's my own like kind of time when yeah. I go to the gym. And that idea of, I guess, building a community within. So do you find that community is also like supportive of your recovery? Is there a lot of crossover? Uh, they support you in a different way. Like how does that community so, support you? The folks that I've interacted with in CrossFit in general, aside from the Phoenix, have been so amazing, Um, 100% supportive. You know, um, the biggest thing is most of them don't even acknowledge it. Like, they don't come to you and, oh my, you're in recovery? Wow. You you know, it's like, hey, that's great. People don't think about us all that much as much as we think they should. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And for, for me, though, that's, that's refreshing because I don't want to be treated differently because of being in recovery. You know, it's like we're like a child, you know, um, the, the, the thing that I really dislike is when people are like, Oh man, I, 
there might be drinking there. Are you, are you okay with that? And I'm like, it's, it's the real world. I've got to be okay (laughs) with it. You know, I just, it's, trust me, it's fine. And yes, you drink your beer or whatever you want to do. That's not, your choice isn't mine. You know, I have to make that choice. Um, so yeah, so many people are just like, Hey, I think that's great. And, um, you know, people tell me I'm proud of you. Um, it's just, like I say, everything I've experienced in the CrossFit community is the opposite of what the external world thinks. People are like, those people are nuts. I can't believe they do that. They're so intense. They're hooked on how they look. And, and it's like, no, uh, mainly it's a bunch of people that, uh, love having a good time, love supporting others and seeing others succeed. Uh, and you know, putting themselves through questionable amounts of pain from, (laughs) from, you know, working out. But, um, yeah. And within CrossFit, they actually do like, I'm going to say like regional and national like events and stuff too. Right. So they build outside of just the individual gyms. They're really trying to build a community. So it's one of the few sports that you don't have to make a level of endorsement beforehand to be able to go to, the CrossFit Games, which is basically their Olympics, right? So for 20 bucks, you can sign up for what's called the CrossFit Open, and you do these tests and video it and submit it to CrossFit, and if you're good enough, you make it to the next round. Mm-hmm. And then if you're good enough in that round, you make it to the semis. And then if you're good enough in that, you go to the CrossFit Games. You don't have to make it to the big leagues like in baseball or football or something like that. Everyone has a chance. One of the things you were just talking about there and is kind of interesting is I I love the idea that you've had this ability to have maybe an experience that doesn't everybody doesn't get where you get to be in a community of people doing a certain thing like CrossFit and then be in that same community of people doing that certain thing CrossFit people who are in recovery to be able to see like Oh, maybe there's not any fucking difference, right? Like it's it's pretty cool to have that that view of life because I feel like so often we do think in recovery that like we're so different or we're so flawed or we're so this or that and one of the interesting things like I, sometimes even I've thought that recovery people have a monopoly on having community. But like as I've met people, CrossFit people, runners, there are these really helpful, loving, like there's not, you don't hear about many like elitists in these communities looking down on people. It's people cheering people on, people who, or at least in ultra running, I don't know about all running, but you know, there, there are these communities out there that people join that, that feel as loving and accepting and, and helpful and useful as ours. And like, yeah, maybe that's, maybe it's all useful. You know, yeah. maybe we're all struggling with that thing and maybe we're all finding these places to feel connected and, and better about ourselves through that connection. I would describe a lot of it as a meeting that's not a meeting. Right. 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 right? And, a, and a meeting that doesn't refine itself to people in recovery. Mm. Gotcha. You know, it's just gotcha. a different experience. It's the same goal, right? right? Not staying sober, building community and keeping yourself active and having positive interactions with people, right? The goal in CrossFit is not staying sober, mm. right? But all of the elements of it and all the interactions right, right. are the same as a meeting. All the things that work for yeah, recovery. They, it's, it's exactly the same. Also work for life improvement elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good to know. Yeah. I, I'm curious, Mark, are, is your position and are all general positions of people, are they all volunteer spots? Yes. 
Okay. Yes. I mean, you can you can apply and work for the Phoenix, uh, hmm. but um, you know, I'm just a volunteer. Right. Yeah. What would it look like to work for the Phoenix? Is that do you know much about that or? I don't know a whole lot, but okay. um, you know, they're they're just. Uh, I think the biggest thing that they do is try to form um, relationships with with uh, communities and 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 brands. I got gotcha. um, You know, to spread this thing and and um, you know get money to support it and right. um, things like that. So are there, are there donations at the, the classes? Uh, we tell people to donate online if they want. Okay. You know, or give back by volunteering. I gotcha. And you don't have to get into specifics, but this isn't like your full time gig. Like you have a no. f- CrossFit training or any of that. You have no. a full time job no, I, and, a, and a family and life outside of CrossFit. This is something you do as a volunteer because you found it beneficial for you. And yes. Quality. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I work full time for W.L. Gore. Um, you know, I've been there 26 years and uh, everything I do outside of that is just volunteer work. Um, this was. And like, it's because of, I guess, passion or. You know. It is. I mean, like I said, the, the CrossFit community has been so good to me. Um, just again, not only, you know, the challenge that's offered there, but the support at the same time and take the take the 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 addiction piece out of it and say i'm a person that shows up there that has that doesn't have a problem it would be no different because it's a community of people that want a positive outcome they want to be supportive of those that are around them and they want to encourage everyone to just try and get better right Uh, and i've experienced that no matter where i go in the crossfit community our competitions that we go to, we sign up, you know, we have local places host competitions and you go there and it's not someone standing across from you, sizing you up, understanding what you can do or what you can't do and saying, I'm going to go out there and kick their ass. It's, I'm going to go out here and give my best. And if I get done first and I know I'm beating my competition or if my competition gets done first and they know they're beating me, we literally turn around and clap and cheer for each other for our competitors. You know, that's like the standard thing to do. Um, and it's just, it's refreshing, you know? And, uh, because I think it's a community that understands I have to have myself together (laughs) to perform. Right. And that's the same thing in recovery. We have to have ourselves together to perform. So it's just, it's like I said, the, the difference is, There is none except for the addiction element that we bring in. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And I imagine doing a lot of those competitions. I mean, I just think like you must build 
like some humility because you're not going to win every time. Um, some like resilience to like keep pushing through stuff when it's hard and to not give up. And yeah, you know, that like I said, that positive self talk, like being okay with falling short or failing, being like, hey, that's okay. Like, I'm not a piece of crap and I don't hate yes. myself. Like, all that stuff we do, at least for me in my addiction, was like low self esteem, low self worth, not wanting to try anything because I might fail. Like, through exercise, you know, we build some muscles to counter some of that thinking. Yeah. So, you know, I've been very competitive my entire life. And uh, I've also been fortunate enough to be very successful in a lot of things I've, you know, gone into. Um, I was a very successful drag racer uh, when I was younger. I won a national championship. Um, I've done really well at my in my career, at my work. And... Um, just a multitude of other things, right. That I've, I've been successful when I've, when I've, uh, gotten involved and I was really good at getting drunk, right? Like I was, I, champion level. yeah, I excelled at that too. Right. And, uh, I came into CrossFit and I'm like, again, ego, right. You've got to control ego. That's one of the biggest things, um, that I've learned is that ego is what, makes you want to go do these things but it can also get in your way if you can't control it and uh i remember showing up at crossfit and the more and more i learned about it it's like i want to be good but i'm gonna have to work really hard because if i want to go do a competition i don't have to be strong i've got to be strong and fit Mm -hmm. i have to have an engine right i've got to be able to do a lot of work and get my heart rate up and keep it there and still work instead of standing around, you know, gasping for breath. Um, so I've got to be in shape cardio, you know, um, strength, the whole nine yards. Um, and it's very humbling, you know. Um, hey, that guy can walk on his hands. I can't even begin to do that, <laughs> you know. This is the things you start to say. And then as you start to go after some of these different, very different goals, um, Again, it, it just contributes to your self-image and you fail over and over and over and over again. Um, but you do start to make, you know, small wins. It's just, it's really beneficial for, for me, you know, for my mental health, especially. So with, with the way I understood, uh, your opening story, you, you still, you didn't in the beginning really connect a whole lot with like a 12 step program or any particular type of program. And it didn't sound like necessarily that that ever really came to be a focus for you. What would you say, obviously being part of this is, is part of your recovery, but what kind of things go into your daily recovery? So, um, I still keep the book, right? I have it. Um, won't let go of it. Um, I keep the community of folks that I've established. Mm-hmm. I do go to meetings. I just don't do it all the time. Gotcha. Um, I stay in the gym with my community. Mm-hmm. Um, go to church. Um, go to therapy. Uh, and just continue to put myself, myself in environments where I feel support. Right. Therapy has probably been the biggest benefic- uh, beneficiary of recovery for me that's that's what's brought me the, the most okay um that's where i learned like i said for me my perspective is you can be sober but not necessarily in recovery right, right. um so 
learning to deal with the things. Why did you start drinking? Why did you keep drinking? What was going on? Um, The drinking and all the things that went with it were the symptom. They weren't the problem, you know? Um, And the more I've dug into that, the more I've become so aware of why I got where I was and how I'm never going to get back there. Hmm. So it's interesting, and I don't know this, so I'll ask you. I would imagine my understanding of yoga in the sense of recovery and and the therapy kind of lens is that like it really helps people get back in tune with breathing, get back in touch with their body, which is a huge part of like being in the moment and knowing what you want and intuitive living and all this great stuff. But it feels like just at a base level looking at it, and again, I've never done CrossFit, but it feels like CrossFit would sometimes clash with that almost just because of the way you're kind of going into it. I don't know. Like, tell me more about that. Like, do you, are you getting more in tune with your body through CrossFit? I think I absolutely am. Okay. Yeah. I feel like overall you are, but I guess I don't know. I, I, and I guess it comes back to that line we talked about earlier. So the thing that I've learned is when you do a workout, so CrossFit, the, the, like I said, it's very high intense Mm -hmm. most of the time. Um, and you have to strategize every single workout you do. And you can't, it's not one of these things where you can say, I'm going to build a bigger chest. And you can go into the gym and you can say, I'm going to do that by doing 10 sets of 10 for three weeks. And right. then so many sets of eight for three, for so right. many weeks. And so many sets of five. And I'm going to increase the weight. And at the end, I'm going to be stronger, have a bigger chest, right? right. So on and so forth. They're so variable in the movements that you have no idea what the outcome's going to be. Mm. Um, and I'll give you an example. We had, we had, like I said, I mentioned the CrossFit Open earlier. It's, it's the start of the season. And um, they release the workouts on Thursday, and you have until Tuesday to submit a score. Well, excuse me, Monday evening. They released one this past year that was called, um, you had to do, Two movements, a burpee, which is just going all the way down the floor, touching your chest, come back up, but it was into a pull-up. So you had to do it under a pull-up bar. So you do a burpee, come up, jump up, grab, pull yourself up, chin above. You had to do so many of those and then just shuttle runs. 25 feet down, back, down, back, reach down, touch a line. I did that workout four different times because I was unhappy with my score and I changed my strategy every single time and I got better and better and better and better. Hmm. And if I would have done it one more time, I think I could have gotten <laughs> it even, you know, even better result. Right. Um, because you don't know, you, you can't always determine what's going to impact you the most physically, mm-hmm. right? Or mentally. So there are so many other workouts that we do. Like I said, it's so much variety. You might go into it and think, oh, I'm going to nail this. I know exactly how to do this. And then you realize 30 seconds into it, oh, man, I made a mistake. And I started this way too fast and I'm dying already, you know, and it's like I've got to make an adjustment quick or I'm not going to make it, you know, 10 or 12 or 15 minutes, whatever the workout length is or through the number of reps. So 
yes, you learn a lot about your body. Hmm. Um, and the other thing that you learn is a lot about your brain. And I notice for me, when I'm struggling in the gym, I'm struggling in life. Hmm. And the more I can push myself in the gym and, and mentally tough it out, the more I can push through in life. Hmm. How long have you been doing the coaching or the um, facilitating, I guess, in other right terms? So with the Phoenix, just, you know, a little over a year, but um, I coached for about five at DB4 Fitness. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And in CrossFit, so you mentioned like the, the Phoenix is uh, every other week, so yeah. once every two weeks. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't seem like enough to stay fit what is like a normal uh, so like i try to go exercise every day in the gym do like standard weight training what's like the normal regimen for crossfit is it every day or every uh, other day or you know we try to tell one? people yeah. if you can get there at least three days a week that's great um i go five to six hmm. and take one full rest day um but we have classes you know every day of the week different times you know morning midday evening uh, so there's plenty of options for, for people to take regular classes, you know. So with the with the Phoenix, it's every other week just because of the limitation of the number of people in the area? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what I'm trying to do is get it to, to take off a little more, get some more participation. Mm -hmm. If we get more participation, that means, you know, I have more people that are interested and I'll look for more opportunities to have more classes. Right. You know. Do you find that that's a, a hindrance when you talk about building this community, uh, maybe just in this area, so to speak, uh, that with the every other week it's harder or, or maybe with, you know, you haven't really had steady regulars come in and out? Or? Yeah, it has been tough to get regulars. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of folks are attending meetings in the evenings. Mm. Um, try to do our best to not interfere with that so that we have offer options. Um, and then, you know, we were doing some Sundays, but that's like a big family day for people. Right. You know, that's when they want to spend time with their families. So, uh, when we moved to Tuesday evening, we were getting a lot more participation. Gotcha. So what does it take to be able to step up and be a volunteer? Like I imagine for the CrossFit portion, you would have to be knowledgeable in CrossFit, but like, you know, with Caroline stepping up to do hiking, do you just have to know a little about it? You can just, you can sign up online and they take you through an orientation process. Okay. But that's, so. that does that's not going to teach. Like if you don't know yoga, you can't go volunteer to run so yoga, right? To, to teach certain things, to, to be an instructor of something that requires a methodology, gotcha. you have to be certified in some way. Right. So, um, I have a CrossFit L2. Hmm. Um, I need that to teach, to right. teach CrossFit, right. um, or I would need a personal trainer certificate or, you know, something along that line or a yoga, um, mm -hmm. certification, something like that, uh, depending on the discipline that you're trying to teach. I gotcha. How, how, thorough is that orientation you go through is it just like a couple hour video or something yeah, or? there are videos and gotcha. some, you know as, if i recall i think you have to answer some questions or something like mm -hmm. that but okay uh, huh. it's pretty straightforward and there's a i think there's virtual classes too what don't they have you yeah. can just watch a yoga video. yeah yeah you can watch yeah. things online and do them um you know there's plenty of options oh that's cool okay yeah. i would encourage anybody to just check out the app just explore the app and just find something and check it out. It's free too. Yeah. Can't hurt. Yeah. Right. Any other questions? 
Oh, I do. So what's the future of the Phoenix? Do you know? Do they have plans? Um, there's, they're just, you know, as far as I know, just steadily trying to grow the community, um, try to find more locations nationwide. Um, and like I said, internationally now, um, and just, you know, more and more activities to keep people active. You know, that's what it's all about is keeping people active and, and giving them an option. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. So the Phoenix app is out there. They also have the website, the Phoenix. You can search. If you put in Phoenix Recovery, it came up near the top of the list for me. It wasn't hard to find. Um, Mark, is there anything specific like that you want to plug for yourself since you're here? I, I just want to encourage folks to come out and participate in a class with us if they're, if they're willing to. Um, you know, I know there is just from so much feedback I've gotten, um, from folks not even in recovery, there's, there's a stigma around CrossFit or, and we don't technically do CrossFit all the time. We just do fitness, right? There's a stigma about it being so hard and I can't do this. And it's only for people that are really good athletes. Mm -hmm. That's, it's all BS. Well, I chuckled when you said that about the CrossFit games because I've seen those guys doing like those burpee pull-ups and stuff, and they do something like ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> like, 384. Yes, they, wow, yeah, it's just they, incredible. They are, they like, are they're extreme athletes. <laughs> they're freaks of nature. They right. really are, right? But um, that's not the normal person. <laughs> no, no, it's not at all. No, I've seen all body types in our classes. Yeah. Um, it is for all body types, people of all abilities. Um you know, I just want to encourage folks to give it a try. Um, exercise should be part of everyone's daily routine. It really should. Um, and I'm not saying that because I do it. Right. I'm saying it because your doctor would tell you the same thing that, I, that I'm saying, right? Um, and I think that it's something that we've allowed in our society to become abnormal almost, right? Mm. It's, it's not mm. part of that many people's daily routine um and you know just just come out and try it you know just just come give it a try uh if you have a limitation if you have something that you're worried about tell me when you get there right i will do whatever i can to make you know um an option for you to do and and again it's just about supporting one another getting ourselves moving getting a little sweat going um you know, the the dopamine rush that you get mm. after working out is pretty darn good. <laughs> you know, it really is. I mean, you feel great. Right. Your body feels incredible. So um, it's well worth it. It's, it's agony sometimes when we're doing the workout, but, you know, the feelings afterwards. And, yeah, you might be sore, but come back, you know, and come back again and then, you'll stop being sore eventually and you'll yeah. and I don't know yeah. the mechanism but there's something about doing like positive healthy things for yourself that just make you feel better like yeah. it's it really does they do I think I'm going to start a Phoenix uh, milkshake group for after <laughs> for right go. after Mark's class it's like go. we'll just go get milkshakes afterwards and I'm yeah. down uh, man. also free I'm uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mark thank you so much for coming on and telling us about this uh, definitely want to raise awareness around this idea I do think movement is crucial to, to a happy and content life uh, and to a healthy body and and I was not aware of this until people started talking about it and it's been in my area for a year so let's yeah. get the word out let's learn more about it let's all get moving um, and uh, yeah Take care of yourself. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Did you like this episode? 
Share it with people you think might get something out of it. Check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com. Also, while you're there, you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us. <laughs>